You're listening to Marriage Takeover with Eric and Tamika Thompson, helping to enrich your marriage. Welcome, everybody. I'm Tamika. I'm your boy, E-Rock Nim. We have been married now for 22 years, and we keep it raw. We keep it raw real. And we keep it uncut. All day. And we are Marriage Marriage Takeover. Takeover. Get at me. Thank you so much for tuning in for our two-day segment. Thank you. We are going to go ahead and get started off with prayer. Well, before we get with prayer, well, you know what? Just go ahead and get with prayer. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you. We ask that you continue to breathe over this ministry. Yes. That you continue to breathe over the broadcast. That you continue to just have your way. Lord, let something that we say, like something that we do, minister to somebody else, God. Minister to your sons and your daughters that are listening. And God, give them hope. Give them peace. And give them courage, God, to be able to walk in your statutes, yes. walk in your will, walk in your way that you would desi- have designed them and created them in the name of Jesus. We love you. Jesus. We honor you. In Jesus' name, Jesus amen. Name. Amen. And so we want to thank the Tamron Hall Show. Thank you so much for allowing thank us you. to be a part of that broadcast. It was awesome. Thank you again. Yeah, we had a great time. Thank you so much. It is also Memorial Day weekend. Weekend, Slim. So we want to salute and remember the soldiers and the veterans who lost their lives so that we could be free. So as an Air Force veteran, I just want to say thank you and um, for those who paved the way. So thank you. We are remembering you this holiday season. Yes, thank you to all of our veterans, um, even those that are... Even those that are still serving, we want to give y'all a big salute. We want to tell you thank you. And you know what? Even on this Memorial uh, Weekend, I also would like to thank all of our frontline workers as well that are on the front line, basically. Why? Because it's it's a different war that we're battling. And so, and for um, those who have recently lost their lives as a result of COVID-19. Yes, we honor you all as well. And so thank you all for all that you for all that you do and also to those families that have lost a loved one due to this COVID-19. We do send out we do send our condolences and we are praying that God continue to, to comfort and give you and your family peace. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we recently celebrated 22 years and it has been a roller coaster ride since then. So we It's only been a couple of days, stop it. But it's been a roller coaster ride, right? So it I wanted to just down. um today's <laughs> segment was kind of are you over the cabin fever? So we kind of been in quarantine for since like March, right? Now, the beginning of March. Now if you already over the cabin fever, uh you already haven't then that tells me that you have not checked out the COVID nineteen couple survival kit. Right, so we created a um, COVID-19 couple survival kit just kind of for the COVID-19. So um, just to kind of give you guys resources so you wouldn't kind of get in the slum. So if you're over the cabin fever, like I know that it's been a lot. It's been since March, right? And it's been like if you get the Zoom calls for work, the Zoom date nights, the um, Zoom Zoom with your job, the homeschooling Zoom, the Teams. The different things like you're tired of cooking, you're tired of cleaning, you're tired of shopping, like you're tired of cleaning, you're tired of all of that stuff. So it's a matter of like, 
are you over the cabin fever? That's kind of what today's segment is about. And then let's chop it up to see what we can do to help you to kind of not be so much over the cabin fever, but to enjoy the moment that you have. Yes, you got to take the moment. Because now people are opening up their cities, their states, their counties, their areas, and they're leaving kind of the, the governor. The president has mandated stuff to down governor. to the governor. The, the governors governor have mandated it down to the, the county, county commissioners and the mayors. And so now it's a matter of, okay, now that we're able to go out, what are you going to do? And then don't forget the things that you did while you were in quarantine that kind of kept things going. Don't forget those things. Right. Don't forget those things. So we're just going to unpack that just a little bit on today. Like we, again, we celebrated our 22 years anniversary and we were in quarantine. So one of the things that we did that was a little spontaneous for us is we hired a chef. And we're big on experiences. Right. Like we're not big on a whole bunch of gifts. Time we out. She's big on experiences. I'm big on experiences. I'm in, I'm big on expensive <laughs> gifts. So we so want. Anybody want to give to my motorcycle fund? Oh my gosh, y'all! So he lost his motorcycle this weekend. I did not past. lose it. So the engine blew. So yeah, you did lose it, right? I blew the <laughs> Listen. So to see him mourn over this motorcycle, it's been mourning. <laughs> it has been insane. I'm like, I'm in mourning. Get Don't it together. Get me. it together. He is in mourning about this motorcycle. And see, that's another thing. Let me tell you all couples one thing. If your husband <laughs> or your spouse is mourning the loss of something that you think that's in in immaterial to you, have empathy for have them. Have empathy. Have empathy. I didn't get any right at this point. Uh, I did. Have, yeah, that joke was like five no, seconds. No, I gave empathy. <laughs> he said, baby, he called, and he was like, honey, I'm okay, but I'm on this side of the beltway, and my engine blew. Okay. I get no more empathy I after said, that. I said, okay. I said, so you're good? Is somebody coming to pick up the bike? Like, how are you going to get home? So those are the questions that I wanted to know because he said that he was good when he first made the phone call. So I knew he was okay. So now I'm trying to figure out, so how are you and the bike going to get home? We got home. <laughs> so right. But so now that you're home, like I understand that this is a loss for you. Like that was like his best friend. I understand that this is something that you've lost that was very dear to you. So now the question is, well, honey, can I get a new bike? The response is not right now. So I'm talking about so if anybody That's not saying that I don't have empathy. <laughs> I understand if anybody where you're going. Give I will to give my bike farm. We're opening. I will give you all hands. I will give you your moment <laughs> to to mourn, but not right now. Just because I said not right now does not mean that I'm not showing empathy. Oh my God, you got to be it, fellas. You understand? Give me a holler if you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. Uh, see, what I'm talking about. Moving on. So we were talking about the uh, so we like the experience, right? Right. And so in that experience, it was beautiful. We you know had put the kids to work, and it was like a um, a fine dining, formal, intimate dinner, if you will. It sure was. Even where the kids even joined yeah. in, yeah, uh, they catered served to us it. As well. Yeah, it so was it really was nice. Real, it was real good. It was even to the point to where my neighbors because we did like a photo shoot outside. And our neighbors was like, whoa, what's going on over there? So it was it was like real awesome. We really uh 
how can I say, we really said, we brought in 22 years with a big old bang. Right, we I mean, given the circumstances, right? Given the circumstances. Still, it was real good. And also, we want to give a big shout out to Chef Michael Craven Flavors for coming by and hooking up that awesome um, dinner for us. That was yeah, awesome. it was awesome. It was awesome. So, so thinking about that, like, what are some of the different things that you can do that you haven't done already in quarantine so that you don't get this cabin fever? Yeah, so what are some of the things that you can do? Like I know we did a lot of cooking. Now when we first started out, I'm gonna tell y'all, we did a lot of new recipes, a lot of new stuff. Everything now, didn't come out right. Yeah, it didn't always come out right. I messed up some stuff. I'm telling you. And he was in his feelings when he messed it up. Don't be like mad. He, he's the cook of the house, and it was in his feelings because we were criticizing. Listen, <laughs> the stuff where he messed up. But but we messed up some things too. But what I I'm saying is, best. so we started out real strong with doing like new stuff and recipes, and then now it's just like, okay, I'm tired of cooking. Because once you cook, then you got to do all of the cleaning up behind that, and then it's just like you got to clean as you go. Right. That's so, how I get it. So in. that was what we had to learn. We had to learn that you have to clean as you go, so that you're not looking at the end result and you're looking at a whole bunch of dishes right. lined up on your countertop, and you can't even really enjoy the food that you just cooked. Right. So thinking about that, and then some other spontaneous things that you can do I know that we do game nights here often like we, we always had a family night on Friday nights so it's kind of been fluctuating from Friday and Saturday nights but we have had a phenomenal time with the game nights we do truth or dare but yeah. you, gotta, you gotta be careful with that truth or dare to taste, <laughs> make sure you pull up the right make sure you pull up the kid version <laughs> on that app because that that truth or dare can go left yeah, field go real quick so um, we did truth or dare. We, you know, face ten really, game days. Like yeah. we've really been taking in this time and having a great time. And it's, I am an introvert, right? I am the most extroverted introvert there is. So I've been okay and been having a good time with the family here at home and just kind of doing things. But my brother, like my husband, he <laughs> he has been going out. He he does the grocery shopping. He does that stuff. And he says that it's, you know, to make sure that <laughs> he can keep us safe. So he's going out into the elements. But I think on a, I'm side good, note, on a side note, too, I think that no. <laughs> it's for him to kind of get away from the house. Because no. he's an extrovert. No, because there was a week where I was actually home the entire time. The entire Monday through Saturday. Monday, Monday through Saturday. Monday. Except for that one time I right. had you. See? She could have went, but she was like, honey... Can you go to the store and get something? I forgot what it was. But I was like, "You can, we were out of water. Can you go and get some water, please? I was like, listen, I'm so, trying to stay home this time. So think about that because now you have the ability now. They're opening up the churches, right, as essential personnel. So, or as essential work and, you know, different things for people to go on to worship. Basically, worship is essential now. So... So the question that I had was, you know, of course, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we like to keep it raw. And this is, you know, for no political gain or anything. But it's just like a matter of just when it comes to your faith, hasn't worship always been essential? It should so be So if essential. worship has always been essential, why are we confining how we're worshiping and how we're praising God with, within the confines of a building? Oh. Why are we worship? Like, why are we keeping that a focus as a confinement? To being in a building, and we have to go to a building. And I know there were some. On this one. There were some religions where we saw, like it was ridiculous, where we saw people were driving by in like mass, where the the priest Listen. was spraying water guns to, <laughs> to like well, I don't even know what it's Listen. called, but they were spraying the water guns, and I was like, 
for all of that, you could go and you could go to your bathroom, say your prayer, and then wash your face and sprinkle your own face with water. But the thing is, though, again, you know, I I don't want to like, hey, we're bashing other things. No, 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 that's not a bad thing. If it if it if it if it if it works for you, handy business. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying is that depending on what you on depending on what you believe. You have it. Your your time with your faith is always essential. So for us, my time with God is essential. Period. For me and for as for me and my household, it's always been essential. And the thing is that here we set up. We basically we set our home to be a place of worship. Right. And so and that's the thing. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to react on the government because. The scripture tells us that the government upon his shoulders. So I'm still getting my guidance or we're still getting our guidance from the father, which is in heaven. And so and the thing is, is that you have to come into into the knowledge of what you and you and how you and your spouse walk or you and your spouse walk according, uh, you know, according to what you believe. Like I said, we are firm believers in Jesus. And so. And that's how we try our best to carry ourselves. And so the thing is, is that it does not matter who opened the door. You should have never closed the door. Mm. Right. Don't leave that alone. So, and that's what I want you to take away because now there's so much scrutiny out there about now how they're saying now they got us scared to go to church. Well, guess what, people? We are the church. Right? What's going to happen when the rapture comes and you can't get to the building? Mm. Like, what's going to happen when all these things start taking place? And you don't have that building to go to. It's really important now more than any other time in your life for you to have that personal relationship with God by yourself. So then how do then the so then this question comes down to how do we handle this as a couple? When you have when you're married, now it comes into the place of, okay, what what is the role that you have set standard in your home? Because the thing is, it's just like the one um, post you saw um, our posting on Facebook and on our IG. I think it's on our Twitter about the poll that was put out saying that basically men do everything in the house and got to go to work they versus the women they, don't. And so I think it they comes had that, that switched up. Like nah, I mean, nah, everything. If nah, y'all didn't see it, make nah. sure you hit us on or make sure you go to our IG page at Marriage Takeover or our Facebook. At marriage takeover because it's there and the polls it was it are hundred percent. It was a poll from MSNBC mm-hmm. where they said that the men do the cooking, the laundry, the grocery shopping, um, the cleaning, all the, all the house, all duties. of the house duties. They were saying that the men did like sixty percent of and cut the grass. But they didn't say that. Pressure but, wash the house, <laughs> build up the things. When I saw that, I said this. Is gotta be now i will salute my husband salute. now eric does a really good job he's the cook of the house i'm gonna back on this one Slim. he's the cook of the house he will go out and do the grocery shopping um he doesn't cook all the time but he's cooking a lot more now and then um the cleaning he will clean he will do laundry so we have this thing where we come together as a group i hate to sort and to wash he enjoys doing that. So I will fold and I will put up. So that's well, our team effort. Let me correct her on this one. I don't enjoy doing it. In my mind, it got to be done. I need clean draws. <laughs> so because he needs clean draws, he'll do it. Boom. So that's been our compromise and how we kind of work together as a team. I hate doing the tubs in the showers. So he will do the tubs in the showers. I'll do everything else in the bathroom. 
Um, and then I'll do, you know, I don't mind, you know, getting on the floors, doing the floors and stuff like that. But it's just a matter of we've come together as a team to figure out what works for our household. Right. But to see that those numbers were 65 the men did and like 10 and 9 that the women did, I was like, this is not hey, right. I'm going to tell you, when I saw those numbers, I said, oh, they look right to me. <laughs> they look right to me, huh, fellas? And the does all that because he's the cook he goes and he grocery shops right but then we had other people was like no nah, i need, nah, to I need no I don't do nothing i started to say ah you lying don't be lying no nah, but it that poll was awesome it was crazy so it was a matter of now understanding the role so based on the role in your household how do you now move forward about how you worship in your home but hey but that's the thing though because even when even when you even when you look at that you can actually see because during this COVID nineteen, who led that? Who led your house in prayer? That's good, huh? Who who led your house when you want for everybody to study and even to keep calm? Yeah, like there was so much going on. People were losing hope. People are still kind of on suicide watches, right? So it's a matter of. Who is that person? Who is assuming that role to make sure that there is peace in the home? Right. Who is assuming that role to make sure that worship is still being done in the home? Who is that person that's upholding the standard for the family, for the vision to kind of keep everybody on board and on track and in faith and in hope right. as you're going through this time? But then also at the same time, because one thing we're not naive to, to it, but we've also recognized that the domestic violence a number has went up as well. And yeah. so the question is, the question comes to me because I understand it do take two to tangle, but it only takes one person to make that change. And so to get kind of into it because no, I'm not a, a licensed clinician or what have you, but I mean, I'm just saying, I just know as far as we're not, because we're human, we're not going to always see eye to eye right, because right. it comes down to that point. Oh man, do my spouse really need help? If my spouse need help, then I'm going to make sure that I say, hey, that I reach out to be like, hey, you know, I think my spouse needs help. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, because I can't, when you take um, something and put them in a box, sometimes they don't know how to handle the new, the new norm. And so they have a hard time adjusting. But now it's like, okay, if you're not, just to say, if you're not fit to lead, can I do what needs to be done to continue it on? Or do, I walk, or do I continue to walk in fear? Because the thing is, if you have to continue to walk in fear as some, and don't recognize that you're basically bound, the moment you come into understanding where you are, where you are personally, then you begin to recognize what your surroundings is and then begin to get help. Right. And then, and, and I want to say this as well, because I, I want to make sure that we're that you hear us and hear us well. We're not saying that. There are a lot of people right now who really are struggling. Like this is, we've never seen this before. We've never experienced this before. This is attacking people on every level, spiritually, physically, naturally, um, and every socially on every level. And so it's okay not to be okay right now. Right. It is okay. So you it need to cry? absolutely okay to not be okay right now. Right. There are people who are really struggling right now. As Eric said, the domestic violence rates have increased dramatically. They've almost doubled, you right. guys. So the calls that they're getting into the hotline, like this is not a time to say, oh, just keep the faith, keep the hope, and let's keep moving. Mm -hmm. Get help. You need get help to stop. 
for a moment to get some help. If you need to talk to a therapist, if you need to talk to a counselor, do that. Please. If you are not in a safe place and you are being abused and you need to get you and your children out to safety, do that. Do that. We are not saying to sit and just keep the faith and pray and pray. No, get your butt up out of whatever situation you're in and get, get out. Get out the mess. You can pray while help. you're doing it. And if you, and if you need help and don't have no one to reach out to, we're gonna put information of those that we um that we have that we know. Yeah, we um, have some counselors that we connect that, with that are good with, that so, we trust. Like, that we we're trust. Not, we're not just gonna give you oh, people just yeah. because they're licensed. Right. We want to make sure that they number one are God fearing. We want to make sure they have the people's best interests at heart, and it's not so much about your money. Right. There are it's a lot about of you being free and you having that right. the help that you need. Right. So it's, we want to be able to if you need that. Email us, reach out to us, marriagetakeover at gmail.com, and we will make sure that we have those resources available to you. As well. And so at, even at the same time, we're going to make sure that um, even if you're listening to us on the podcast, that um, that information will be in the show notes. Absolutely. So please, 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 please. Because again, this is something that is attacking everybody. Like I said, you even have, now you have parents that are not just working from home, but also having to be homeschool teachers. Right. And so, you know, and that's something. So it, this whole thing has basically forced us back to being family. And it's taken so much of a toll because of how much that we as family being connected have now recognized our disconnection. Right. You recognize the disconnection. You recognize that your kids have changed, right, over the years that you never really paid attention to before because we were so busy working. We were so busy doing other things. Um, we've noticed how even as a couple, you you have maybe grown apart because you're so busy moving and doing certain things. Right. Because like it's it's a we don't realize I think just now recently we realize how much we were out doing other things. Right. And not really keeping the focus on focus. our family and right. on God. Right. Like now you can really kind of pull back those layers. And really, you know, truly pull back to identify, like, who am I? Right. We're who doing am a, I? We're doing a Bible study series now where it's, you know, identity and who you are. Right. And so now in this time and in this quiet space, you've had an opportunity because you can't get out. You know, and if you're getting out, you're going out to go do groceries or whatever the case is. If you're not working, you're home. And some of you are working at home, but right. then you have more time to just kind of sit like, Hmm. Dang, what am I doing? What's really going like, on? Like, where am I going? What are we doing? Right. Like, what, what? And why do I feel am this I way? Am I living or just existing? And why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel like I have to go out and be in front of somebody? Right. Why do I feel like I have to go and be, just be out of my house? Right. Like, these are some of the different things that you're, like, really digging to the core of who you are. And it could be challenging. And then I want you to ask yourself this question as couples or even yourself individually. Do I love being home? Do I love being home to the sense of, do I love what's in my home for me to be home? Because I've come to recognize that even in, even during this time, you still have couples that are stuck at home but don't want to be there. Right, right. And so that's and the thing. And in some people's space, like I, one of the things, one of the tips that we did and we offered to the Tamron Hall show when we were on the show was to spend time separately. Well, the reality is, is Tamika, a lot of people may not have a whole lot of space to spend time separately. So we were trying to give some different scenarios. Like, you know, for me, 
As big as our house is, is the bathroom is for me. Like, I will go to the bathroom and turn the light off and just be quiet because the, the kids are looking for me. <laughs> Everybody's looking. They call mommy first. And I'm just like, ah, mommy's not here. And if I don't respond and they come to the bathroom and they see the light is off, they don't come in. So that's my hiding space, at least now, probably not anymore. But that was my hiding space. That's my zen. If you have to go to the basement, if you have a basement, if you have to go to the office, if you have an office. Some people don't have that, but every, every home has a bathroom. And even if you don't have that bathroom, go to your closet, is, is, go to your bedroom, get that time away. Because the reality is, is you're confined and you're in front of, you're on top of each other at this point, right? And your space, regardless of how small or how big your space is, still set aside that time to be alone because you need that time to process. You need that time, your Zen time. You need that time to meditate. You need that time to pray. You need that time to even talk to yourself at this point. <laughs> right. Like you need that time. Right. And so and and and, uh, and so yeah. So that's what and that's that one thing you having that time. You know, what I'm saying separate because then it's like firecracking when you come back. But what I'm saying is to that to that one that don't think that their home is for them. That piece you have now. You have to now search within yourself. And, okay, and ask yourself, why do you even feel that way? Because now it's like, okay, now we're gonna start. Now you're gonna start getting to what's really within and being able to bring it out in a nice manner. Because sometimes, even during this during this quarantine time, it has literally forced some couples to have to communicate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so and don't are, be afraid to communicate. Mm -mm. Like you don't have to fuss to communicate. Just don't be afraid to communicate if this if something isn't working for you that has been working for you, that hasn't been working for you, or the vice versa, sit down and talk about it. Right. Maybe right now you feel like this dynamic isn't working because maybe you liked your spouse enough just to be able to go to work and come back home and it worked for the kids and it worked for that situation, but it didn't really fulfill you spiritually or emotionally. And now that you're confining your home together, like now is the time and you're probably going insane. Now is the time to sit and have that conversation. Like, why am I feeling this way? What, is, what are the things that he or she is doing that's driving me insane? Why am I so aggravated now when they come into the room? Why am I so aggravated now that I can't get out of my space? Right. This is the moment to really sit down and go through all those details and then to have that conversation. Right. Listen, this is really what's bothering me right now. I don't understand how we got here. I don't understand where we got here. But how can we work on this? And that's when you have to be very, you have to be very open. Understand this. A kind word turns away wrath, period. So if you're going to be talking harshly, ain't nobody going to hear you. you and know make what sure saying? it's the right moment. Like schedule that time that you can say, hey, listen, let's get the kids to bed early. Or let's, you know, just let the kids know, listen, mommy and daddy are going to have a wine time or mommy and daddy are going to have a candlelight dinner time you go and you have your dinner after you know you've gotten the kids or whatever settled and you just have that conversation schedule that time yeah schedule that time because then because you got to be mentally prepared when you begin to deal with the why because the thing is when you sit back and ask yourself am i living or am i just existing because these are these moments because i'll be honest with you if you really take those moments and look within yourself and bring those things out, then you can stop existing and right. begin to live. Right. Because those things that you're trying to keep it within, it bogs you down. And it bogging you down, then now you're just a zombie going to and fro and just going through the motion. Then you're you're literally just existing. But being able to to live, because during, like I said, during this quarantine time, 
you can halfway think that, oh man, are y'all really locked in? We are, but we're having, I'm, well, me, I'm having so much fun because, I mean, I, my grass is on point now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I, my neighbor's talking about my grass. So, you know, my, and it wasn't looking like that last year. So it's like, yo, you know, so it's, it's like, okay, it's, yeah, because some things that you want to do, yeah, some of you are going to take some work. But the thing is, if you're not bogged down by all this other stuff, you can really allow your mind to really flow right. into the things that you want to do. Right. Now, I'm finna, I'm finna get ready to start building the shed. So it's like, yo, I got to go get some tools. To, and this is one thing. If we ain't supposed to be in a lockdown, why is Home Depot and Lowe's always packed? I mean, that parking lot, stay packed. I'm just trying to figure this thing out. And I think that was a part of the controversy. They were saying you can close the churches, but you keep Walmart and Home Depot and those other places open. It's essential, Slim. It's essential. So, That's everybody's place of zen. I think it was that opportunity, again, to kind of keep people with, in their sanity, right? Just because, like, the liquor stores were still open. The um, and, and I think, again, and I, I heard, because I even reached out, because I, I had a question about that. Why are the liquor stores still open? They were saying that based on the pandemic, it was wiser to keep the liquor stores open because if they had a whole bunch of alcoholics coming in or drug addicts coming in and flood, flooding the hospitals, then they weren't going to be able to have enough space to keep those people that were coming in as a result of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Right. See, so, it's a trickery. It's a trickery. So you got to be careful. Right. So it's just a matter of understanding kind of where you stand. Right. And really taking that inventory because whether you decide to go to Home Depot, whether you decide to go to church, this is no... No judgment if you decide to open up your church doors, if you decide to go into the building to go and worship. Right. That's on you. But what we're saying is your relationship with God is always essential. And whether you have cabin fever or not, whether you decide that you agree or you don't agree, right. making sure that you're taking care of what's important to you and your home. And then taking one thing, care of Go ahead. Take care of Taking care of your mental, um, you know, your mental health, taking care of your home, taking care of your spiritual, your, your spirit, like everything that you do, making sure that you do that in your home right. and not be so consumed and confined about what's going on in the buildings, and, if you will. And another thing is, understand this, that your home, that's your first ministry. It is. So yeah. there is no need for you to be trying to run to a building for this, that, and the other. When I don't care if all you know is Jesus well, okay, then you take that Jesus well in your house, and I don't care if 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 your wife making you mad. Hey, Jesus well, and I'm gonna sit right here and I'm gonna weep before Jesus feet crying out. I don't care if your husband is making you upset. Ah, Jesus well. So instead of me taking on whatever, I'm going to weep at the feet of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Because it does not matter because when you begin to lead your home, because when you sit back and look at just the structure itself of the kingdom of God, it's built off of family. Why? Because right. you look at every last one of us is a bride for the groom to come back for us. Right. So, if it was not, if it would not have been that way, then he would not have used that analogy throughout his word. And so it does not matter what you do. Oh, but we're going to forsake the assembly. Ah, I hear you on that. But guess what? That time is still going to come around because your assembly is right there in your house. What is the assembly? He said, well, there's two or three gathered together in his name. He's in the midst. So if I have my two, which would be us. That's the assembly. If you got kids, 
That's your two, three, four, five, right. six, seven, eight. If you got a basketball team or a football team, hey, what I'm saying is that's your assembly. Bring it together because when you look at even back in even back in Jesus' time, yes, they had the synagogue, but they also had home churches. So if it's a home church, then that tells me it's got to be at least two or three in the building. So understand that it does not matter what's going on on what man is on what man is saying. What is God saying to you in your household? Well, what's essential? That's important. And what so, God is saying to you in your household. And don't let anybody manipulate that. Don't let anybody construe that, take that away from you, or try to turn that on you to make you believe or doubt your faith in your relationship. All you got to do is just let them know, hey, my family is my first ministry. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, sometimes we kind of get that thing kind of mixed up. And I said, I hate to say, I'm not saying that I was a rebel, but a lot of during my time of coming up, I understood when I thank God for for Bishop McCormick out of out of Alaska and uh, Bishop Avon Lynch out of Missouri because those guys told me say hey families number one he said if you can't minister to your family and not just simply being present with them if you can't minister to your to your family don't even try to worry about trying to minister to someone else. Because you ain't going to be able to do that. To leave, you're just going to be leading them astray. Why? Because when the people begin to look at the example that you set in your house, then what are they seeing? And right. for me personally, I'm not trying to say the whole world and lose my and lose my first ministry. That ain't possible. Right. And so when you begin to look at that, it does not matter what's going on right now, what's going on in your home. Right. And so remember that. Like, I, I think for whatever reason, that's really, it was really pressing and pressing upon me not to have a debate about whether or not you think that it's too soon. Us. That's us. <laughs> that's oh, her. I don't pay no attention to that. So, um, not whether or not it was too soon for people to come out. However, God is leading and guiding you. You pray and you ask for that wisdom. Right. right? And then don't let anybody make you feel any different about any, any, anything differently about how God is guiding you. Right. I'm just just make sure that you have your personal relationship on guard. Yeah. Right. So making sure that you are praying, making sure that you're reading your word, making sure that you're in worship, making sure that your lifestyle is pleasing to God, that you are in a communication. Because the reality is, is like we're coming into a day where if you don't understand and have that faith and that relationship with God for yourself. Like, you're going to start falling off the wayside mm. because there are going to be so many things that come and tempt, some, so many things that come and make you feel differently or manipulate you to make you feel differently or will we'll try to pride you. Because um, I hear now that this, this um, what is it called, the shot, the, the immunization that they're trying to do for the, um, I have a chip in it. the, the COVID-19, what is it called though? The antidote. I'm, I'm hearing that that's supposed to be something mandatory for everybody to take. Well, now, if we are, you know, U.S. citizens and they're trying to come in and make this stuff mandatory for us, how many of the different freedoms are they taking us away? They're, they told us that we couldn't go to church. But if you have your own personal relationship with God, it shouldn't have mattered because now you can still go and communicate with God. You can still go and sing. You can still go and praise. You can still go and worship. You can still go on Bible study. You can still go and do all of those different things. Right. So now they're saying, oh, well, by the way, after all these different months, we now realize that worship is essential. No, worship has always been essential. So understand that with your relationship, you don't have to go and do a drive by confession in order to give your, your repentance to God. Now, it depends on what your faith, what you follow as your faith. We're not trying to not. But what we are saying 
is that God is everywhere. And you he's alive. To, and you don't have to risk today. your life to call out to call on his name. You know, the message on this morning, um, the pastor was talking about um God putting a man behind enemy lines. Um, and so and that's the thing because God, if God is sending you up to open the door for someone else, then hey, I'm always telling you, be obedient to what God is saying because the yeah, one thing about it is that when you're being obedient to what God is saying, guess what? Your household will also fall under the same uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your household will also fall under the same obedience. Yes. So we just wanted to leave that with you today for just a quick nugget. So we hope that something we said uh, was a blessing to you. We want to thank you so much for your time. Our time is is nine now. We want to make sure that you follow us on uh, our social media platforms. Follow us on our social media platform. So we have uh, we in IG, we got Marriage Takeover. Make sure that you check us out on YouTube as well. You can see the live version of this segment on YouTube Live. So YouTube, follow us at Marriage Takeover. And then subscribe, right? So And then if you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast or any other podcast, make sure that you leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Make sure that you, you like us, share it. We're on all the social media platforms now, Facebook, Twitter, uh, IG. And we really appreciate you. We thank God for the opportunity to just kind of be able to share. And we're looking to continue to build this ministry and to help other couples, each household at a time. And so with that said, we want to thank Reverend Ray Rose so much for having us. And we want to, um, when Christians speak, blog talk radio. And then we want to just pray out. Mm, Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Father, we thank you for who you are. Yes, We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father God. We lift you up. Yes. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that God, have you as you have shared on this day, Father, God, that you just continue, God, to just pour out your spirit upon your people, God, in the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. Father, we thank you, God, those that are hurting, Father God. We know that you've been a keeper and a healer. And so, God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you give them peace. Yes, Oh, Lord. God, comfort in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father God, I pray, Father God, for every household, God, that there be peace in it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this hour. Father, we ask that you continue to bless those that are behind the scenes, oh God, doing what they're doing. Continue, oh God, to strengthen them and then continue to encourage their hearts, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, we thank you. We bless you. We say this prayer in your darling son, Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Mahalo. Thank you for tuning in to Marriage Takeover. Connect with us on Facebook at Marriage Takeover. 